Hello and welcome back to Walk the Cinema Podcast. Today's episode is a horror movie classic, Psycho, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. But first, a word from our sponsor. So Alfred Hitchcock, he directed this Yeah, he's a visionary. Yeah, it's very... And you can tell it hits his movies just by the way it's shot. And the lighting in it is so good. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it look so beautiful. Psycho is definitely a very striking movie in terms of how it looks and and just how iconic the story has become. Yeah, the, there's shots that are super iconic, like her driving, mm-hmm. the fixed camera outside of the car. Like, I don't even know if it's outside of the car. It might be just mounted in front of the car. Yeah. And they took the glass out, but that's like a really iconic shot in itself then you got the shower scene shot mm-hmm. and, the, and the ending shot just like those as like individual individual screenshots are iconic in itself they don't need to don't even need to move yeah but then the score really helps the score is a huge part of this yeah it definitely builds the suspense because something that i always thought was kind of striking about this movie and i thought about it more because i knew we were going to do an episode on it so mm-hmm. i was trying to think more critically about it and stuff like if if you were watching this when this came out like your mind would have been blown yeah i think well when this came out this had a lot of publicity around it mm-hmm. we watched an extra on the blu-ray that showed how the movie came out mm-hmm. and how it was like huge lines in the street waiting for the next viewing and no one was allowed in yeah after, after it started because it, it was like don't spoil the ending yeah like, you, we're not going to let you come in late. And, like, the new screening started as soon as the other ended. Like, the, it was a big stunt. And it, I mean, the movie was a hit. It paid off, for it got sure. got, like, a handful of Oscar nominations. I don't think it won anything. I don't think so. But it definitely, it, it starts off kind of like a noir film. Where... It is a film noir. And you have an actress that is known for her film noir. Yeah. She was in... Hands of Evil, mm-hmm. which was her biggest movie up until then. And that's a, a noir. So I think a lot of people that went and watched it and saw her in the way the story was progressing thought this was just going to be a very good film noir. Mm-hmm. But then it like changes up on you. Yeah, it changes up like halfway through. And, and you know, I can imagine that that probably felt <laughs> like how I, I felt when I watched Parasite, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't just change up the genre either. Change up who the main character is. Yeah, because at first we're following Marion or Janet Janet Lee's character, and she was a big name at the time. Yeah, she it, was in westerns and noirs and Anne's of Evil is her like her biggest movie, I would assume. Mm-hmm. The Naked Spur is probably her biggest western. Yeah, but so you have like the storyline where it's like this woman that steals money from her boss or steals money from mm-hmm. the uh the client of her boss and she's running away from the law pretty much and you kind of just think assume that that's just how this movie is going to play like she's yeah, going like, to try to find her boyfriend yeah, and connect a film with him noir. you know it's it's 100% played out like a film noir there's mm-hmm. no doubt everything about it even like how she changes from white underwear to black underwear after she steals the money. Mm-hmm. They're, they're changing into this darker character 
would really fit into a regular film noir. Yeah. So you you have that kind of going for it. And then when we meet Norman, that's kind of where the shift changes. Yeah, we think he's a side character. Yeah. But he's not. He becomes... He becomes the main character. Yeah. Because, you know, shower scene, it's the thumbnail on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's... You know, that was super iconic. And that was a ballsy move by Hitchcock. Yeah. To kill off the main character halfway through. Yeah. Especially, you know, probably the biggest name in the movie. I think she was the biggest name at the time. Now it might be Anthony Perkins. Possibly. But Anthony Perkins does an amazing job, I he think, does. in this. He does. He really makes the character. And I feel like there are probably people out there that have, have done episodes or made videos about just his character. Sure. And the the effort, I guess, Anthony Perkins like took to make him who he is. And that, this character was super relevant. Like it's You can see the influence in it in like Amnai Chemalon Split. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, it's it's an influential character. Yeah. And like, I mean, I first watched this movie a couple years ago. And I mean, I already knew the plot line just from... Sure. I mean, everyone knows. Yeah. Even if you don't watch it. I mean, so, but you know. I was trying to think of like, okay, if I never knew how this story was going to play out, like the unraveling of of you know the the main character dying and you're like oh god what's gonna happen next and then finding out that norman you think norman's mother killed her and norman was just hiding the evidence and then you kind of find out like through this and that that like she she's supposed to be dead and you're like well is she dead or is she alive and she faked her death like what's going on until you find out at the end that it was norman that was kind of yeah had and, had split his mind into mother and and Hitchcock woman. drops hints of everything throughout, mm-hmm. but he never tells you what happens until you see it. Yeah, but you know he, he drops the taxidermy hints because mm-hmm. he you know preserves his mom's body as best as he can. He believes that she's alive. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, he does like. I think believe that she's well it's kind of weird because if you you he he interacts with other people in the town without yeah setting alarms off you know then the the ending we see him just sitting there thinking in his own head in his mother's voice yeah so he's thinking as his mother yeah and that took over him like to cover his personality mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a very layered movie that you don't forget yeah, and I and I really enjoy Marion's uh, sister and her boyfriend mm-hmm. Sam and Leela, Lila, 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 yeah. and uh, <laughs> their kind of relationship that they start to build, I guess, in trying to find Marion's like where she is because they they don't they don't assume that she died. No. Until you know. They figure out that... Until they almost get killed themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just assumed that she got in too deep. She was trying to run away, you know? Mm-hmm. She's... They never thought that there was anything that could have happened that was bad They're, to her. They kind of are the audience in the beginning thinking it was just a film noir. 
So they think she's just in trouble because someone stole money and then went to a motel. What are the chances that there's a serial killer there? Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's a serial killer. He's a killer, though. Yeah, and he killed before her, too. Yeah, he kills women that he is attracted to because his mom takes over, like Mm -hmm. the mom's side of his brain, and he doesn't want another woman to take his son. Yeah. So, he's killed before, but a serial killer kills for, like, pleasure. Yeah, I mean... for, like, whatever reason that's satisfactory to them. Yeah, but he still has, you know... He has mental issues. Nowadays, you have a huge argument about prison or an asylum. Yeah, which I think he does end up going to an asylum, I think, in the sequels. Because this did have four sequels that came out. They have three sequels. Or, yeah, three sequels. I don't think people realize that. Or, Or a lot of people choose to ignore it because, you know, Psycho is held in such a high regard. Yeah, I think it's kind of valid because... I mean, I like how Psycho ends, you know, like it's, it's, leaves you just enough. The 100% does not need sequels. But they made a sequel like 22 years after. Yeah. And Anthony Perkins even directed one of the sequels himself. Yeah. And just for fun fact, like I always thought um, in, in the Psycho movie, like the first one, that uh, Lila and Sam had like a really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was brought on by their mutual trying to find Mirian, but, um, I just kind of thought that they had, like, a good, like, their characters had good chemistry. They and then did. I, and then I find out that in the sequel, they actually got married and had a kid, so, um, that was kind of fun to, <laughs> to, to, to know, but I feel like the sequels, I think, no matter how good they are, like, they're always going to leave me a little bit disappointed. Well, they, they can be good on their own without being good sequels. Yeah. They might, they can be good movies individually, but just not a good follow-up to Psycho, because Psycho doesn't need a follow-up. Yeah. That's kind of my thing, is, like, I, the story, I think, is, is done so nicely mm-hmm. that adding anything to it is kind of unnecessary. But it, it happens a lot. It happens a lot where people love the original and hate the sequel because it's a terrible sequel, but not a terrible movie. Yeah. It just doesn't work with the original story. Doesn't mean like Rocky Horror Picture Show has a sequel called Shock Treatment, mm-hmm. and I think that's a pretty good standalone movie. But as a sequel for the characters, it's terrible. Yeah, it just doesn't follow any timeline or anything. Yeah, but yeah, like. If you like Psycho, you'll probably at least get some enjoyment out of the sequels. Yeah. I think you so. can't... If you don't have the main character from the first half and the trickery that Hitchcock put throughout it, you just couldn't be as good, period. Mm-hmm. Just f- from the side that it's not a sequel. Just as a movie, you couldn't be as good because it doesn't have the twist elements that made the first one so memorable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's very true. I don't think... Well, Alfred Hitchcock wasn't involved with the sequels, like, at all. No, he never and, did a sequel to anything. Yeah. He and, did remake his own movies, though, mm-hmm. from the silent era Yeah, that he remade with sound. But some of these scenes are just so well done. Like, one of my favorite scenes um, is when 
Marion and Norman are, are having like a little dinner at in the parlor where where he has all of his taxidermy birds birds and mm-hmm. they're just talking about his mother and how a boy's best friend is his mother and how he should be you know he should mind the traps that he's he's you know placed in and he's like oh I don't mind it and yeah those are the hints that I think he drops throughout. Yeah. Yeah. That Norman Norman has something hidden. Mm-hmm. More than just killing her. Just, there's something deeper than just murder. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, in the, in the, in the movie they talk about how his mother was very demanding or, like, wanted all of her son's time after his father died, which I think is kind of, you know, like it happens in real life where... Yeah, sure, you don't have anything else to hold on to. Yeah, so she kind of shifts her focus all onto her son and then developmentally that's kind of bad for him because like at that point all he has is his mom. So when somebody comes around and kind of takes the focus away from him onto somebody else mm-hmm. he gets jealous he gets mad yeah. and he can't comp like he can't comprehend why that's not bad you know what i mean yeah it's mommy issues yeah we all have mommy issues do we <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't maybe know we do that. maybe they're like so deeply engraved in us that mm-hmm. we don't realize that we have them <laughs> But yeah, the movie, right. I, I don't want to turn into a therapy session here. Uh, the score yeah. was so good. This, the shower scene is the biggest example of it, right? It created that iconic sound. Mm-hmm. That scene was supposed to be silent. Like, that's what Hitchcock told everyone. But the composers decided he was going to make a score for it, just mm-hmm. in case. And Hitchcock listened to it and was like, damn... I'm going to use that because that's so good. And it is. Yeah, it really, it really like culminates, I guess, because it, it, it builds the tension. And then finally, when she is being stabbed, it's kind of like, it makes you kind of feel a little bit scared and like and confused. And, and it, the, the notes kind of reflect the stabbing because they're so sharp. Yeah. And they're fast and sharp, kind of like being stabbed. So it's like it did a, an amazing job, especially in that scene, but throughout... I mean, everything technically in this is perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything technically that could be changed. Even now with technology, the best you could do is maybe change how the car scenes look. Yeah, but even then. Yeah, even like, then you're not going to make a better movie no. because of that. So. No, it's like beautifully done. Truly. It's a it's such a beautiful movie. and I don't think I've ever seen anyone hate on this one. I don't know. There's probably somebody out there that thinks it is overrated. No, sure. I mean, sure. You don't gotta like it. No. But I don't know. I have, I really like Psycho. And I think that it's not my favorite Hitchcock movie. What's your favorite Hitchcock movie? Uh, <laughs> it's gonna sound lame. It's The Lady Vanishes. Who has that lame? It's a great movie. I don't know. It just seems like, like to have your favorite Hitchcock movie, it's like one of his ones that isn't a classic like horror it is or, a classic movie, though. Lady Vanishes is a classic movie. Yeah, it's a classic movie, but it's not, like, I think, like, some of his bigger stuff. Like, Psycho. You think of Psycho or North by Northwest or... 
Or the birds, you know. Vertigo. Yeah, Vertigo. Sure, but I, I would put Lady Vanishes, Psycho, and Rope as my top three for Hitchcock. That's valid. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, Rope is not super highly regarded. That's true. He does make really good movies. And he did... This, This in terms of, like, since we're, we're talking about this in the scope of, like, how it changed horror movies, like, it definitely, you know... It, had that kind of slow build because the first half is not a horror movie at all. You're just kind of feeling but tense. Just even singular elements. Like I said, the Norman Bates influencing Split or Scream. That's a big horror movie from the 90s. That's yeah. Scream 5 is coming out in January. So this is topical. Uh, they killed Drew Barrymore in the start. Yeah. And, and she was like the biggest name yeah, in that. Yeah, she was the biggest name. She was the cover art. She was the poster for the movie. And they kill her... In the beginning. Yeah, like the first 15 which, minutes. That would never have happened if Hitchcock didn't kill his main character in Psycho. Yeah. That's my... I mean, I'm making it up. Yeah. Just something I feel. You wouldn't kill the biggest name main character poster figure in your movie if Hitchcock hadn't done it. Yeah. And I mean, like, Jamie Lee Curtis... Or, I, not Jamie Lee Curtis, but I am going to get to that. Uh, Janet <laughs> Lee was, like, considered one of the first scream queens, you know? Yeah. Because of this movie, I think, and... And her daughter went on to Jamie Lee Curtis. Went on. She's the scream queen right now. Yeah. She's still doing Halloween sequels. Yeah, she was the Halloween face. Yeah. Pretty much, and you know those movies are still going strong. Yeah, Halloween Kills just came out. It's in theaters when this episode comes out. So it kind of did like make a legacy of of like characters. Yeah. That are, like, known for this particular horror film. You yeah, because both Anthony Perkins and Lee got typecasted after this. They were, you know, known for Psycho and pretty much nothing else in the big eye. And, like, the bigger perspective. Yeah. But she did make movies before and after. And I think she made really good movies. But Psycho is the movie you're going to remember her for. Yeah. And just recently, like, her daughter dressed up as her character from from this for the Halloween Kills premiere. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool and neat. And it's it's her mom. So, you know, it's yeah. kind of fun to see that they're both kind of in classic horror movies, you know? They both are in the biggest horror movies. Like, you couldn't get much bigger than Halloween or Psycho. Yeah. I mean, there's movies on that level but there's no level above it that's the highest you can get yeah but yeah so uh what what do you give psycho i mean it's such a special movie but i don't know i didn't give it a 10 i gave it a 9 even though i said nothing negative about it no Mm -hmm. figure i guess i don't know i was tentative but it's just i guess a 10 has to hit the right spots at all times hmm Sometimes it's it just loses steam for a scene or two and you just can't think of it as fondly. But it's an amazing movie in every aspect. There's no I wouldn't touch it. It's perfect as it is. Yeah, and I see it does kind of hit those points for me. So I give it a 10 out of 10 because I think that when I first watched it, even though I knew the storyline already... Because, you know, it's... It's kind of like with 12 Angry Men, right? Yeah. You go in and... We said this in the episode. You go into 12 Angry Men, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just the way that it happens is even better than you could imagine. Yeah. 
So like when I watched it, I was like, oh wow, this is this is good. Mm-hmm. Just everything's so good. Like Norman's character is so like he's he's like shy and you kind of he's unassuming that first time that we see him and. I just kind of noticed this while I was watching it recently that like his character kind of like his personality kind of changes to the different people that he talks to because when the detective comes, he's a little bit more, I don't know, like confident in the way that he approaches him and stuff. I think he's more intimidated by females. That's true. And then when he has the married couple, well, the, the pretend married couple with Sam and Leela, like they come up and he's kind of. I mean, he's at this point, he's kind of over everything because <laughs> yeah. there's been so many people that have... You know something is happening. Yeah. He knows that, like, they're looking for her, probably, because at least he's thinking about it because, you know, so many people in the last couple of days can't be... Or less a week. Let's yeah. say it's a week and a day or something. So it can't be a coincidence. Yeah. So at that point, he's just kind of over it. He's, he's gone as the kind of meek, timid type of character i feel so it's just kind of interesting there's a lot of levels to this and even though i didn't give it a 10 if i had to pick one movie to watch every day of my life and i couldn't watch any other movie probably psycho wow i think it's i think it would be the one that would keep you entertained tolerate the most yeah Hmm. it's so it switches genres it switches main character it's layered there's twists everywhere the ending's great so yeah, the ending where his mom turns around, it's like a skull. and. No, I mean the actual ending. Oh, you mean like the... The police station. Mm. But that too. That, that one was always like... Yeah, that's a creepy... Like, I don't know if it's a jump scare. It's It feels like a jump scare and then Norman comes out dressed as his mother. Yeah, I mean that, that's, that seems kind of hilarious even though it shouldn't be. I laugh at that scene every time because he looks so foolish. He put on a wig and everything. Mm-hmm. Like the dress wasn't enough. He had to have to wig. Yeah, he had to live out the, the fantasy that she was still alive, that he didn't kill her. Okay, but if you kill someone and you want to pretend you're them, dressing as them would be enough. They don't put on a wig in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I guess. Like how but... it's not, like, if he's pretending to be his mom, he's pretending to be his mom as he puts on the wig. Mm-hmm. Does his mom put on a wig? Because if she doesn't, then he's acting as himself, trying to pretend to be his mom. I mean, I guess, but I don't think it's like, I, I don't know. I think no, it's just funny. Full... I mean, I, I'm thinking about it too much, but it's funny how he looks. But yeah, I think that's all for this episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a comment, all that jazz if you can. And we will be back. We have two episodes coming up for October. Yeah, because it's your birthday. Yeah. So, so next episode is going to be a birthday episode. Yeah. Stay tuned for Friday, and then we'll have another regular episode, horror movie episode on Monday. But anyway, that's all we have. See ya.